Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, October 24th. On this date in 1861, communications history was made. Chief Justice Stephen Field of California sent the first transcontinental telegraph message to President Abraham Lincoln in Washington, D.C. On this date in 1940, the 40-hour work week went into effect under the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. And on this date in 2005, civil rights icon Rosa Parks, the woman who famously took a stand by remaining seated on a bus, died in Detroit at age 92. And here's your morning trivia question. On this date in 1991, a man nicknamed the Great Bird of the Galaxy died in Hollywood at age 70. He earned the nickname for the science fiction series that made him famous. Can you name him? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in with a Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your Tuesday forecast. And good Tuesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovon. Chilly out the door this morning, but we will warm up quickly out of the 40s and the 50s and the 70s by lunchtime and mid-70s for highs this afternoon under a mostly sunny sky. Now tonight will be quite as chilly as the past couple nights. We'll drop down in the mid-50s. See a few more clouds. There's a very, very small chance of a shower tomorrow. We'll call it mainly dry. Coastal Carolina Fair kicks off on Thursday with highs around around 80 degrees and as we head toward the weekend temperature staying in the low 80s with plenty of sunshine you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader life 5 news now let's get to your morning headlines arrested one person and are searching for another suspect in a North Charleston shooting that left one bicyclist hurt. Two cars hit in a community shaken to its core. This all happened in the area of Rugheimer Avenue around 6.30 last night. A police presence spanned all the way through Park Circle and down North Red Avenue. Our Caitlin Ashball spoke to eyewitnesses about what they saw and how they say their, change, their lives have been changed. Eyewitnesses tell me coming back here adds on to an already chilling experience, having to react so fast to protect yourself or others that you don't even have time to process what's happening around you. Neighbors who are walking at the nearby park here say they first thought the gunshots were fireworks. When the scene got closer, they realized what was really happening. NCPD says they received a call at around 6.30, two cars shooting at each other near the Rugheimer area, hitting two other cars and injuring a bicyclist in the process. Confusion turned to panic as community members grabbed whoever they could and ran towards the only cover they could find, a single oak tree in a wide open park. They say they were in shock by how quickly things changed. I got home from work and we immediately came over here and it was still broad daylight out so definitely not something you would expect to see especially just trying to go on an evening stroll 30 40 shots going off just constantly shooting ncpd says this is an ongoing investigation if you know anything about this case you're encouraged to contact their tip line in north charleston caitlin ashbaugh life 5 news the Charleston County Sheriff's Office is asking the state law enforcement division to investigate the death of an inmate who was found dead in a cell. Deputies say they got reports that an inmate was unresponsive in one of the jail units just before noon yesterday. Other inmates tried life-saving measures but were unsuccessful. EMS and North Charleston Fire arrived on scene and pronounced that inmate dead. Their identity has not yet been released. 
This afternoon, the trial will start for a man accused of murdering his wife. Investigators say Celine Hernandez shot Maria de la Cruz Chavaria in her stopped car on Brighton Park Boulevard. They say surveillance video showed Hernandez following Chavaria in his truck, forcing her to stop before shooting her six times. Deputies say there were three prior domestic incidents between the two and determined Chavaria's death was also domestic violence related. Pre-trial motions will be heard this morning and the jury will arrive in the afternoon. Today, a man facing 21 charges in the deaths of his family members will be back in court to try and prevent you from hearing his jail calls. Ryan Manigo is facing five counts of murder and one count of first-degree arson after six people, including his own 11-year-old child, were found dead following a July house fire in the Green Pond community. As for today's hearing and those jail phone calls, Manigo's attorney argues while they know his calls are monitored, Manigo still has the right to privacy. A hearing to determine whether or not those calls will be released is set for 2 p.m. The South Carolina Aquarium has launched a new initiative designed to help out the community called Good Catch Seafood Connection. Despite a close proximity to water and the seafood within it, many South Carolinians actually experience food insecurity. This motivated the aquarium to team up with other organizations to offer the Lowcountry greater access to that ocean bounty and to alleviate some of the growing challenges of choosing local and sustainable seafood. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in Charleston at the South Carolina Aquarium to tell us more about this initiative. Destiny, good morning. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. The South Carolina Aquarium hopes this initiative will encourage the community and businesses to support local shrimpers and fishermen. According to a study by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, South Carolina ranks as the eighth highest food insecure state in the nation, with 12.6 percent of the state's residents experiencing food insecurity. To fight this each month, the Good Catch Seafood Connection will purchase 50 pounds of shrimp and 110 pounds of gutted and headed swordfish from the local family-owned business Cherry Point Seafood. The seafood will then be dropped off to the nonprofit 180 Place where their chefs and trainees will prepare the food. The Culinary Institute of Charleston at Trident Tech will also receive a delivery and the students will fillet and package the food to deliver it to the Lowcountry Food Bank for their Meals on Wheels program. Together, these organizations will feed between 500 to 550 food insecure neighbors. I talked with Dr. Sarah McDonald, the Director of Conservation for the South Carolina Aquarium. She explains why the Lowcountry faces food insecurity challenges despite a close proximity to water. Charleston and, and throughout South Carolina um, in which there, uh, the water is contaminated and the fish are, are contaminated. The other thing is people have lost access to the water. Uh, there's a lot of development that's happening. And the last thing is cost because we're going through a bit of a crisis right now. We're experiencing a glut of very cheap imported shrimp that is currently flooding the market. Though the program is new, the aquarium hopes to expand it to include more recipients and more shrimpers and fishermen. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. 
The Charleston County School District addressed several ongoing public concerns in its latest board meeting. Last night's meeting was the first monthly meeting since Superintendent Dr. Eric Gallion was placed on paid administrative leave pending an investigation. The board was updated on that investigation, though that information was not shared with the public. Board members also addressed recent footage of one member, Carlotta Bailey, they say has created controversy in the community. A vote was taken to remove Bailey's position and censure her, but it failed in a 5-4 to four decision. Some of the conditions on Brownswood Road and Southwick Drive on Johns Island are sparking concerns with people who live in that area because of the safety of that road. If you remember last week, we reported on some overgrown brush and guardrails on the roadside, and now we've gotten an update from state officials. Traffic anchor Alicia Wimberly is joining us now. So, Alicia, you reached out to the State Department of Transportation about all of this. Tell us what they talked about in terms of future plans for this road. Yeah, ladies, uh, I got the chance to talk to Kelly Moore, a media representative for the South Carolina Department of Transportation, who jumped on this issue and forwarded this to their team. The viewer who rode into Live 5 just last week told us about weeds and dirt on Southwick Drive that covered about 18 inches of the road on a very sharp corner, making the road narrow on an already dangerous curve. Also in the area, there's road signs almost completely covered by weeds. Then on Brownswood Road, an old garden rail is still sitting on the bridge on the roadside, which can be dangerous at night or when it's raining because a driver may not see it. The viewer claimed they told SCDOT about this years ago, but nothing ever happened. When I brought this issue to state officials, Moore told me in part, SCDOT is aware of both issues and is taking action to address both. Crews are anticipating working on the shoulder issue beginning in the next week or two on Southwick Drive, and they're actively working with a contractor to address the guardrail issue on Brown Brownswood Road. Moore says they don't have a schedule yet for the guardrail issue. However, it is in the works. And remember, if you have a road safety concern, you can head to live5news.com and click on this web story and let us know what's driving you crazy. Ladies, back to you. At the top of the show, I mentioned that a man nicknamed the Great Bird of the Galaxy died on this date in 1991. If you're a Trekkie, you know I'm talking about Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek. Celebrating birthdays this Tuesday, actor F. Murray Abraham is 84. And Dr. Kevin Klein is 76. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.